What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! When the world seems to be making a left turn, there's only one place to go. That's Get Off My Lawn, the Matt Raymonds of a Gen Xer. This is Tim. Oh, you know what? We got a lot to talk about today because the truth shall always set you free. We have some interesting news that came out. A couple interesting stories, but I want to talk right off the bat about the um, open AI. Artificial intelligence, because one of the co-founders or one of the founders of OpenAI has come out and basically said that uh, if we do not learn how to harness this intelligence, if we don't understand, if we don't come to an understanding of this intelligence, learn control of this intelligence, that we could be heading down that path that we've seen played out in so many movies. But don't give up hope, Paul. We have a humanity has a savior. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fight Night. Oh, we have a good bout for you today, so let's get ready to rumble. In this corner, we have the ultimate human killing machine, Cyberdyne's own T-800. And in this corner, the red corner, or the blue corner, we have humanity's best hope, humanity's savior, humanity's best defense against artificial intelligence. Well, I think culture is it is a reflection of our moment and our time right and 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 present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment and and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because you know it comes in the morning (laughs) we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Oh, dear Lord, we're all dead. <laughs> I would like to, this moment in time, like to um, pledge my allegiance to our AI overlords um, because of the fact that if this is humanity's best hope... <laughs> We're all screwed. Uh, I just love that the open AI, like I said, artificial intelligence companies, open AI says super intelligence will be most impactful tech ever invented. Now, one of the co-founders came out and said super intelligence will be the most impactful tech technology humanity has ever invented and could help us solve many of the world's most important problems. But the vast power of a super intelligence could also be dangerous and can lead to the dis in- Oh, my God. And disempowerment of humanity or even human existence. You know, I, I don't want I don't I don't want to, like, sound the alarm or, or, or put up the red flag or anything like this. But that sounds bad. If you created something 
that could disempower humanity or even human existence and you have no control over it and you're putting Kamala Harris in control over it? I've said it once, I've said it again. I would just like to thank the our uh, our, uh, our artificial intelligence overlords that I am one of your followers. I will follow you, sir. Because there is no risk management right now. There's no risk assessment right now of what this artificial intelligence is capable of. No one thought about this. Now, AI was meant to follow humans' intent. But the problem is AI is much AI is already much smarter than probably the most intelligent human beings outside of Elon Musk. And I love it because again, they said currently we don't have a solution for steering or controlling a potential super intelligent AI and preventing it from going rogue. Our current technology verse for aligning AI, such as enforcement learning from human feedback, rely on human ability to supervise AI. Oh, we're all dead. But humans won't be able to rely, rely, be supervised in AI systems much smarter than us. And so other current alignment techniques will not scale to the super intelligence. We need new scientific and technology breakthroughs. So we created Frankenstein's monster. We let Pandora out of the box. That's what she said. And we are sitting there now worried that the, one day this could potentially take over us, but we have no way to control it. But don't worry, Kamala Harris is in charge. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, to solve these problems within a period of four years, they said they are leading a new team dedicated 20% of the company of the, excuse me, the compute power secured to date to this effort. While this is an incredible, ambitious goal, we're not guaranteed success. So we are optimistic that a focused, concerted effort can solve the problem. This is coming from the this is coming from the creators of OpenAI. <laughs> oh god, we're all dead. Can we can we ju- can we just give up now? Yeah, you you have everyone using ChatGPT, and I love it because I don't use it. I refuse to use it. I ref- I refuse to use OpenAI, or I I refuse to use you know these 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 chat things and. And these things that write things for you or create videos for you. There, there are people on YouTube now that are using open, a, open AI video models to create content so they don't have to do anything. So they could just plug in. the. And now you have to admit, we have to admit this. I would say the majority of the human race is lazy. And if there was a super intelligence aligned with our, our abilities not to do work, I think I think a lot of people would fall into our our overlords, our OpenAI overlords, and it's already happening. People are are allowing OpenAI to write term papers. They're using it in business. If you wanted to create, if you wanted to go, Nancy Pelosi said it best a couple of years ago. You know, we 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 were free. You know, when we kept giving away free money, that we were freeing people from job lock. They could go out and do other things. They could out, go out and go be creative. They can uh, go out and do things that they really wanted to do. No, basically what we do is we're just creating a generation of lazy people. People always make fun of the baby boomers, but, but the baby boomers understood. You know, they understood you worked hard, you built a family, you built a house, you built a life, you built a better life for your family, and you hoped that your sons and your daughters would have a better life than you did. That was the hope. Then, you know, then you had Gen X come along, like such as myself. And it was, you went through a period of time, especially in the early 90s, you know, where we kind of rebelled. You know, we, we went to grunge, we went to Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, 
you know, you sit there, you know, and we went through that phase. We 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 went through the flannel shirts, the Doc Martens, the combat boots, whatever you want to call them. We went through that the jump boots. We went through that phase where we you know not we didn't just drop in and I mean drop out and drop in. We didn't we didn't do things such as that, but we kind of rebelled in our own way. But then we turned the corner. We grew up. We grew up, and there was an understanding that we had to get to work. We had to go build a life. We had to go build a a society. Now, the problem is you start getting to Gen Y and Gen Z and, and people like that. It, it is more the fact that you've had these helicopter parents, and a lot of those helicopter parents are should be at fault, and they are, they are Gen Xers who tried to give their, kind of took the baby boomers mentality, tried to give their kids everything in life and not have them work for it, not have them suffer. But the problem is if you don't have a little bit of resistance in your life, if you don't have a challenge, You're never going to learn how to deal with that challenge, and you're never going to learn how to overcome things. And that's kind of what's happening right now with this generation. You know, a smart man once said, and I've repeated it, and I'm not that smart man, that everyone when they're young, a large portion of the population when they're young, especially in the early 20s, they're all liberals. They're all liberals. They They all want to fight the good fight against the man. They all want to give to the less fortunate they always they they always want to you know spearhead the challenges of of minority groups, but then as you get a little older, you start getting into your late twenties, early thirties. You kind of start wanting a nicer car. You kind of want to pay your bills. You kind of want to build a family and, and build a life for yourself outside of your meager existence. And you kind of want to just sit there and say, "Hey, listen, you know what? I, I want to make a better life for myself. Well, I got to get to work." I, 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 I got to get going here. I got to get my life started. The only problem is right now with Gen Y and Gen Z, the, the they haven't reached that point. Now, I'll tell you this. A lot of these people, especially, you know, uh, and also a lot of Gen Z and Gen Y are millennial parents, too. So God, I don't, I don't want to leave out millennials. But a lot of millennial parents are also responsible for the issues. I would say probably the majority of issues of Gen X and Gen Y and Gen Z and Gen Q8 to the 14th power and LGB247 to the 19th power community. They're also they also have a they also have a you know a hand in this, but they learn the hard way, Gen X, Gen Y, that or excuse Gen Z and Gen Y, they learn the hard way that politicians lie, especially about. I mean, they I love it because like I said, they the these younger generation bragged about influencing and changing the election, and getting Biden elected because of the fact that nobody was ever going to have to pay student debt again. But then they found out you know well he really couldn't do it. And now they're finding out that Grandpa Joe, who was disavowing one of his grandchildren, and is kind of an a-hole behind scenes and yelling at people on a staff member, and nobody knows when they're going to be attacked, that he's not this nice grandpa who just who is who is senile and doesn't t- tells the same stories over and over again and never remembers telling the story. And then you mix in chat GPT, open AI. Now this generation that's already been lazy has turned around and has now even a larger crutch to be even more lazy. Because now they have this artificial intelligence which will do their thinking for them. That's it. We've said it before. The truth will always set you free. And that's 100% because of the fact that you can't have someone think for you your rest of your life. And that's what scares me about this younger generation that artificial intelligence. You now have your savior overlord artificial intelligence which can do all your thinking who can make all the, your decisions you're taking the human elements out of everything and putting it in the hands of machines oh my god this is like terminator 
I'll be back. This is this is Arnold was right. They were right. Cyberdyne. Skynet. Maybe they're not going to call it Skynet. Maybe we'll call it something a little cooler than Skynet. But when you have this machine have the ability to think for you and have the ability to to basically take all your decision making processes away from you, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing that that you have this and people are going to use this as more than just a tool, but they're going to use it as 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 a life altering method, which is going to allow them to be even more uber lazy. Now, now I'm not painting every Gen X, excuse me, Gen Y and Gen Z with a broad brush. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm trying not to do that because there are people in the, in the younger generations who work hard. There are people in this younger generation that understand the value of family, understand the value. You may not you, you may not agree with religion. It doesn't matter what religion you practice, but it's understanding the value of religion in your life. Do I go to church? I did when I was like I was younger. Am I but am I a religious person? I would say yes. You know, I believe in God, I believe in heaven, I believe in hell, but I worship in my own way. But I still have that belief which was ingrained into me as a younger person, as a child. You know, I went to CCD on Mondays, you know, I, you know, I went to confirmation, I went through all that stuff. But I but I I believe in it in my own way. And that's the problem. A lot of times in this generations that are coming up, they want someone to tell them what their own way is and what their way is to believe. And of course, the best way to do that is through social media. Now, the Biden administration is seeking right now an emergency order halting the ban on social media contacts. Now, basically what happened was a judge came out in Texas and said, listen, you know, we, we can't have you going out there and collaborating with social media in reference to controlling narratives. That's what the Banana Republic does. And that's what the Biden administration was doing during, can't, uh, excuse me, the COVID-19 and the pandemic, excuse me, during the pandemic and uh, the election itself. That they were that they were going out and this was then, uh, you know, candidate Biden was going out and, and collaborating with Meta and Twitter and and YouTube and everything else in reference to putting out messages that were fake. And they had a week. They would have weekly meetings with these organizations. And a federal judge came out and said, no, 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 no. You cannot collaborate and create your own narrative when you're the party that's in control or one of the parties that wants to become in control. That's that's not right. But that's telling people what to think. Now, the judge put a halt to this. Now, of course, the Biden administration went out and said, you know what? Uh, no, we, we're, we're going to seek an emergency order halting the ban on social media contacts. They've always said this before, especially if you want to be in a dictatorship. This is something you learn back in history. The first thing you do, especially if you're in a dictatorship, is you want to control the narrative. You need to control the media. Back in the day, it was easier because you could just control radio, television, and press. And right now, the, the Democratic Party does control the press. The pre I mean, it's if you, take a, if you objectively take a look at things that are happening in this world and you go outside of what's traditional media, which I consider you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, you see these things and you remember to yourself, okay, both of these have a narrative spin. Both of these have a, a, a thought process that they are trying to control. 
I always like going to Skynet News, which is overseas, and which gives the total opinion of world news. And I love it because there was a story that came out a couple hours ago out of Australia that basically the headline is VP Kamala Harris was selected because she is an African-American woman. We all knew that. But evidently, former White House Chief of Staff and Mike, uh, excuse me, Mick Mulvaney, Mick Mulvaney came out and said it. Came out, came out and said it. He, he was a white male, Joe Biden, and they needed to balance on their ticket. This is something you don't hear people talking about. This is things that you hear, but these are things that you hear about overseas. They speak the truth of they speak the truth of our own society. Because it's things that we don't want to report on here in the United States. Because of the fact that it's it's too controlling, you know, it, it does not focus on someone else's media narrative. I found this story really weird. Nearly 40% of the students at Brown University identify as the LBGQ47 to the 19th power. Doubling that number from 2010. Doubling it. About 38% now of students at Ivy League schools identify now as either homosexual, and I'm using my fingers here to count homosexual, bisexual, queer, asexual, pansexual, questioning, or other. What's uh, You have five other, you have, what is it, five? You have five different categories, and there's, a, or, and there's an other? <laughs> All hail the alien overlords. That's what it probably is. More than five times the national rate for adults for not identifying as straight. Now, a similar poll that was conducted at the school, like I said, in 2010, found that only 14% of the student body identified as being part of the LBGQ47 to the 19th power community. I, I find it crazy that it's jumped. It's doubled in 10 years. Because why? Because now it's chic. Now it's trendy. Now you could be, listen, I'm non-binary. I, I don't have either a penis or a vagina. I pee out my mouth. <laughs> Maybe we do need open AI. Maybe we do. But the problem is a lot of times, especially with open AI, it is controlled by a liberal-leaning company. I, I laugh because you, you talk to people that use open AI and they say they type in things that are, have conservative values and they basically spew out information against it. So open AI is a, open AI is a liberal <laughs> about 7.2% of American adults identify as non heterosexual. Now that was brought in by Gallup and that was in uh, 2022. Uh, and that number was three and a half percent in 2012. Uh, now a number of students that identifies with the other groups have soared as well. What is the other group? Bisexual students have increased 223% and other LGBTQ 47 to the 19th power groups rose up 793%. I, you know what I blame? I blame TV. <laughs> Back in the eighties and nineties, we blamed, we blamed music and violent video games. I blame television. Because there are no more, there are no good kid shows anymore. I, I, you know, having a have, you know, having a child later in life, and and staying home for ten years, twelve years, work, you know, being with that child, you know, I got to watch a lot of 
Um, we get a lot to watch. We we watched a lot of television in reference to educational stuff, and there was a show on PBS called The Sunshine Barn. And Sunshine Barn, that you know, they had all these activities. They had different hosts. They had all these TV shows. And I remember, like you know, you had um, uh, you had Jungle Junction, which was about these these animals that were cars that zoomed around the track, which which always had a message. You had Caillou. The little whiny kid. Caillou was whiny as hell, man. Caillou, I couldn't, I could not stand Caillou. Caillou to me drove me insane because he whined about everything and he gave into his parents. So you know what? They were millennials raising the Gen Y and the Gen Z. But that, you know, that show was always on. You know, you had the Wiggles. Everyone that doesn't know the Australian children's group uh, from, you know, that has been around basically forever. Now there's like, there used to be only four Wiggles, not five. I can't remember. Now it's like 20 Wiggles. That was always that was always a good show to have. You had Curious George. I laugh because um, we loved Curious George in this house. We my son loved Curious George. The only problem is we had to ban Curious George, especially when he was like one or two, like two years old, because of the fact that he didn't want to talk. All he wanted to do was make monkey sounds. <laughs> he just wanted to imitate Curious George. And I was like, well, you know what? We kind of probably need to knock off Curious George because because there is an issue with the fact that all my son wants to do is make make sounds like Curious George and not actually speak. But you know what? You all you still had and all these shows had a message. All these shows. And then I love the early, early morning shows. We had Rory the Racing Car, which came out of the UK. Rory the Racing Car, which again was which which was a story about the number one car. But it always it always had a good message. You had Lazy Town, which I thought was funny because you had this guy named Sportacus who was anything but lazy, but he was always doing this thing. You had uh, you had uh, also from the UK. You had Timmy, which was part of Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep was a good show too. Sean the Sheep also had a bunch of movies, but Timmy was a good show. Timmy, it's Timmy. He's a little lamb with a lot to learn, you know. And then again, it was all messages about Timmy. And again, it was it, these were shows a lot of these, especially Timmy, that they didn't speak because they were all animals. And something fell upstairs. Something something just crashed upstairs. But we had those shows as well. But they all these shows all had a message. And they all had a thought process. And these are the things that I think that we're missing in society now. That we have no more messages. We have no thought processes. The thought press is now you could be whatever you want to be. If I had a child now, evidently, if I let him watch Curious George forever, he, he could identify as Curious George. You know? I always remember, I always loved the, uh, especially when I was a kid watching the cartoons, like the Wacky Racers with Penelope, Penelope Pitstop and Dick Dastardly. I also had He-Man. Loved He-Man. I, I remember watching Rambo Force of Freedom. <laughs> yeah. Before I went to school, Rambo Force of, Rambo actually had a cartoon, Rambo Force of Freedom. And that was crazy because that was something that probably should not have had a, been a cartoon, but we had Rambo. He was a force of freedom. And, you know, you had the Transformers. You had you had the Kmart version of Transformers, which, of course, was the GoBots. You know, so you had, you had a lot of fun. You had Ultraman. Here he comes from the sky. Ultraman, watch our hero fly. You know, he he would battle. What's it? I think the guy's name was Hayata. I can never remember. You had Star Blazers. We're off to outer space, protecting Mother Earth to save the human race. Our Star Blazers. They had to go find Yamada. You know, we had we had shows that you know they were had a good story, had a good thought process. Now I try to watch some of these shows, and it's everything is about well, Billy's gay. Well, well, Jan does not identify as a male or a female. It's the indoctrination of the children. 
So if you want, go find these shows on iTunes. The good shows. Go find Rory the Racing Car, the number one star. And again, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Up My Lawn, the Bad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. And I'm out of here.